Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 257. We are back from our Royal Caribbean Blog group cruise to Alaska on Explorer of the Seas, and this week, we have a live review of our cruise to Alaska. We actually recorded this episode on board Explorer of the Seas with people that were on the group cruise, sharing our experiences, talking about, in many cases, our first visit to Alaska, and basically what we thought of the whole thing. Here we go. When it comes to going on a cruise to Alaska, especially your first time, there's a lot that I was excited for, a lot that went into the cruise, and even more that I couldn't even account for that was going to happen on board. But to be able to share the experience with friends makes it so much more rewarding, especially after an amazing cruise. And this week, we're talking about, of course, our Explorer of the Seas cruise to Alaska, and we're recording this actually this episode on board Explorer of the Seas on Deck 15 in the chapel of all places. <laughs> and uh, recorded before a live studio audience of uh, Royal Caribbean blog readers, listeners, periscopers, and everything else in between. And uh, so you're going to hear a lot of different voices, a lot of different stories. Can't wait to share it with you all. But of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce my partner in crime, my booker of sweets, despite the crazy prices sometimes they come with, <laughs> and of course the person who makes all the magic happen when I come up with weird ideas like, Annette, let's go ice skating on the ship. Mm-hmm. You take care of all the details. I'll just show up. That's the kind of partnership we have. Annette Jackson from MEI Travel. Welcome, Annette. Yeah, that's awesome. It's taken a while. But no, it's always fun when we start planning these because yeah. it's always, I know it's going to be a challenge. It is. Because what everybody doesn't know is he had about five other cruises booked instead of Alaska. There's a lot. There's a lot. And then of... we made a last minute change on Navigator to do an Alaska group cruise. There's Alaska was one of those that I'll be honest. I what it wasn't on the top of my list. It wasn't something. It's something I would have liked to have done. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't something I wanted to go to. Like it was like well, we got to do Alaska, right? You got to remember we booked this back when we were done. We done Quantum of the Seas, we had done Allure of the Seas, and we were on Navigator going to the Southern Caribbean. So it's a lot of options. Only three cruises we're really talking about. Harmony was coming up later that year, but there's so many choices you have. And Alaska was one that actually my wife was really adamant about. You and I, you and I, I, I don't know whose opinion of Alaska was lower in terms of, uh, you know, like we just interest level was not yeah. quite at the top of the thing. But um, I don't remember why it shot. I know that Marissa really wanted to go there. There was also the peer pressure Naturally. of everybody on Navigator. So if you ever want, ex- if you ever want to be the person that helps them decide. Be on the group cruise. Yeah. Because that is what happens. He was going with something else, and I'm not going to say what, because we may pull it out some other time. Because we had it all set. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of chirping that goes on in the group cruise. <laughs> this one especially, by the way. Mediterranean. Uh, yeah, if I remember one thing about Europe 2020. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so we, we booked the cruise. We booked this uh, over a year ago, 400 some odd days, right, Dawn? It was like 400 and a long time. And we looked forward to this one. And I, I can tell you that it is blowing my expectations away. I was really worried because when you hear really good, it's like a movie, right? You've got to go see this movie, right? And you hear a lot of people talk about it. Inevitably, your expectations get so high that it's almost guaranteed to be a disappointment or not quite as good or whatever, however you want to look at it. And I was just, as soon as we got to Juno, it was like game on. Like, I just knew that, like, it was just unbelievable to see. And I am 
I knew from that point we had made a right decision, and and quite frankly, I was wrong all those years for not moving Alaska up sooner. And for all those people that think it's too cold, because I am freezy pop, I've been labeled freezy pop. <laughs> I really and truly, really, the only day I complained about being cold was um, at the glacier, but that makes sense. Yeah. That was the only day I complained about being cold, and I had the scarves and the gloves and the coat, and yeah. still complaining. But. It was not as cold as I thought it was. Well, let's be. talk. Let's it's talk fine. about. Let's talk about Alaska in general in terms of the uh, the what's the word um, the experience there the overall experience because for many of us on the group cruise I think this is our first time here. In fact, I'm really struggling to think of anybody who had, has anyone in the audience been to Alaska before. Yes. Okay. okay Everybody in the row that didn't want to talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there have been some, but a majority have not been to Alaska before. And for me, it was really the majesty, the magnitude of it. Because, and I grew up in the East Coast. So it's not like I haven't seen mountains, certainly not on the same scale as the Rockies and anything like that. You know, you'd seen that. I'd been to Denver once. So I'd seen the Rocky Mountains. You know, you and certainly we've all seen photos and videos and all that kind of stuff. But when you see it in person, when you remember walking into Mendenhall Glacier Park and you get to the first point in which you can see the glacier, or when you're in Tracy Arm and you finally wake up seen a bar for a little too long. It. Right. <laughs> it. Perhaps you were up a little late the night before and you know you decided you didn't quite wake up for the all entry. But when you first see it, those kind of moments on this cruise for me were just like the wow, incredible, and then like, yeah, we should have done this before and when are we going back again? When are we going again? Yeah. We've already because talked about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I mean, I know many of you guys probably had similar experiences uh, about, you know, going to Alaska and seeing it for the first time and how it... And i got to start off with uh, the person who has been the... I, I called her the unofficial cheerleader for this group back when I was kind of down to other group cruises and I was like, Don, it's like 400 days away. I'm not getting excited about Alaska. <laughs> but Don, did it, did, it, did it live up to your expectations, finally? Definitely. I mean, we jam-packed as much as we possibly could. I think I nearly killed my niece. <laughs> you know, we just took advantage of the ports, and it, it was amazing. Yeah. It's the, the thing that I, you know, we were in port for Juno and Skagway for a significant amount of time, even longer than you're ever in port for Cozumel or any of the Caribbean ports. And you think to yourself, wow, that's a long time to be there. But reality is it goes very quickly. And inevitably, I found that there were a lot... Why everything I did was really good, I was like, oh, man, I really wish I had time to go do this and that and this. And yeah. uh, Hall is a great example. We, we tacked that. We already did another excursion during the day. We had a couple hours, so let's go to the Glacier Park. And I thought it would really be like the Chevy Chase Grand Canyon, Grand Canyon <laughs> in vacation, right? Where it's like, you know, he's trying to get out of there really quick. Cause he's like, like, all right, let's go. That's, that's good. You know, you're like, just yeah. let's go. And, and that's all it was. But... I would have loved to have gone on a couple more of the trails and seen the whole thing and really done it right in there. But, you know, that's like one of seven other things that were really cool in Juneau uh, to see, um, you know, between... And then Skagway, you know, it's it's obviously another port, but again, it's a different kind of port. The the beauty of the downtown, the historicness of it, the all the things you can see in Skagway that were really interesting... Um, uh, you know, well, let's go back to Juno for a second. Yeah, Juno's the first you're ahead. I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get so excited talking about all this. Um, so, Juno, we did uh, the. What do we. Oh, we did the, the dog thing. And this one, again. The dog? The dog, meaning the dogs, puppies, the sled experience. The sled pups. dog experience. Pet the puppies. And okay. this is something that when we booked the excursions, first of all, it took forever to book the excursions because I was pushing it off and off and off and off and off. And there was a cruise planner sale, and I said, okay, we're finally booked. And my wife was really adamant about doing this excursion, and I was just like, oh, God. 
No, like, I mean, I like dogs. Don't get me wrong, but like souvenirs, bring the puppy. You know, I, I just, yeah. I just, this just seemed like I was going to be bored pretty quickly. But it was a lot of fun. We did a, we went on a sled. They split it up. Um, what is probably one of the best excursion group excursions I've done. Where usually the, my biggest problem with group excursions is the pace of it. Right? There's always someone who's late. There's always a huge group, and you're, you're doing a lot more standing around than actually doing the experience. And it just seems like it takes forever. And you say, oh, why did I book this? I should just paid to private anyway. They did really well. It was a small group. They split up the group, so we were doing different things at different times, so that way not everyone was waiting. It wasn't just like a, a queue at a, at a theme park. Um, so we did, we did the sled ride, which was a lot of fun. It's a, it was a dry... We're in a mountain somewhere, so basically instead of like going down, there's no snow. Uh, it's basically, look, think of it as like a... Uh, I don't know. What, a, a go-kart, if you will. It's on wheels, and the, and the dogs pull it, and you go around a track, essentially. <laughs> It's on pavement, but it's kind of cool, and they, they're just like, oh, the track is not just a set path. The mushers can direct the dogs in any way. A lot of fun. It's incredible to see the dogs in action, because there's a mix of, you know, the established dogs, the new puppies who are starting to get into it. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. Um, and, and of course, meeting the puppies afterwards, you know, you had newborns, you had a couple weeks old, you had, like, the, you know, the adolescent puppies, and... Uh, it was yeah. exactly what, you know, as advertised, as good, and it was it was very, very cute. And it was only two hours long, which I thought was perfect amount of time to get the fix in, but not be like, oh, gosh, what, you know, we're still doing this thing. I know if a lot of folks also did other excursions that had that as a component of, but not the only excursion that they did. Uh, but that was a lot. Of, who else? Did anyone else do the, the puppy excursions in, I know, Skagway and uh, Juno? Skagway? Yeah, and some other ones as well. Um, I, in fact, so people were on the same excursion as me. So, <laughs> um, I mean, it was. I think generally, people do the puppy thing was as advertised. Good, not not a waste of time, right? Good one. And that was I booked mine through Royal. I know through Royal, Royal, Royal. Royal. So that, definitely a thumbs up on that one. It's, the best thing I say is hard to go wrong with puppies. And you learned about the you did a ride and all the, all the races. There was history to it. Yeah. Absolutely, that's a, that's a really great point. There was there was history to it. There was. Uh, you know the, the the cuteness of it, but it wasn't it wasn't overkill, but it wasn't you know just the right amount of time. And that, what did you do in Juno? See, I had six hours away, which Matt was Matt was a little freaked out about. <laughs> so um, Charlotte went with me um, on this one. We had six hours out on an excursion. We did whale watching. Yes. So we went out. It was raining when we started, but we went out, and within twenty minutes, we saw a whale. I mean, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't long at all. Finally, once we got it out where we could actually put a little bit of motion to a, to the engine, we saw a whale. So we stopped. Then they took us to another location. We saw whales again. Then we went off to where there was a pod. So there were several different. I mean, did we see six to eight? Yeah. And they said that um, humpback whales are solo creatures, except for once in a blue moon. They go in pods, and so we saw two or three different pods, and they feed together. Yeah, is what they think that they're doing. Together. So they said that there were probably babies there, but we saw a lot of tails going up, and it was humpback. So it wasn't orca, which I know later in the cruise other people have seen, but we saw humpback. So that was very cool. Then we went up to Mendenhall Glacier yep. and got to spend an hour. But I will say that's where I wish we'd had more time. Yeah. Because I would have loved to have had more time to do the trails. The whole time I was scared I was going to miss the bus back. Right. Because it was only an hour. Right. And I'll tell you that I think Mendenhall was something I underestimated yes. in terms of its uh, the amount of time I wanted to spend there. I really thought it was like I've been to a lot of national parks. They're all great, but you know, it, there's everything. Everything around the corner was amazing. The waterfall was incredible. 
So the glacier itself was incredible, although it was. <laughs> we'll get to Tracy Arm in a second because that was just like <laughs> mended who you know. That yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Yeah. No. But I was, yeah. you brought up some things I want to talk. This is a theme. Some things I picked up on about this. Number one, we'll talk about animals. You mentioned whales. Animals. This is my only disappointment in the cruise, and there's no one has any control over this. But there were a lot less animals than I was expecting to see, and obviously there's no. It, you never, you can't tell. It's like the weather, right? And um, it was like the weather as well. But it was really interesting because it seemed like the general consensus was not. We, people didn't see all the the level of animals, the amount of animals that I think we expected to see in Alaska, based on stories and reputations and things you heard anecdotally from locals and tour guides and whatnot. Um, I mean, I saw a bear, which I was very lucky for in Skagway, but I don't think... Did anyone else see a bear? No. Nope. So no. two in the back. Kensmo saw the, saw the bears, but... How many saw traces of a bear had been there? Yeah. <laughs> Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a funny story. We're driving in Skagway, and, you know, we're driving Humvees in Skagway. We'll talk about that later, but we're driving on the highway, and, you know, you, you driven all, everyone's driven on the highway before. When you look on the, on the shoulder, inevitably you see things on the shoulder, and it's always, you know, discarded tires and garbage, right? <laughs> And so my wife is saying, like, boy, there's a lot of bear scat here. And I'm like, where? She's like, you don't see those piles on the side of the road? I'm like, I thought those were tires or garbage. <laughs> Man, bears love going to the, doing their business on the side of the road. That's like their go-to spot. So I was a little disappointed in that. But everything else was as good as advertised, if not better. Weather was phenomenal. And that, again, no, we couldn't have anticipated that. Uh, it was cool, but not cold. And not warm, like overly hot. I know one of the things that we all struggled with was packing and what to buy. And I, I think everything we bought, whether you know, clothing-wise, was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably bought an extra fleece I didn't need. The rain jacket that I bought that would have been nice up, to know. Yeah, <laughs> did, I, there's no way I could have yeah. known that ahead of time. I didn't need it, but that's not to right. say next week it won't be a downpour here every day. But it barely ran. I think in Juneau it was sprinkling when we walked off the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But by the time I know I got to our excursion. It stopped raining, and that was the last I ever saw the rain, which is fine. I'm not complaining about that. Side it's, note. I'm, yes. Side note only animals. Yes. We always hear that on the shoulders of the season is where you see the most animals. Yeah. So that's May and September. Yeah. It seemed like we missed, So like, we were we off missed. by about a month. Right. Just, and it's just, you know, nature Although, like in June, well, when we were at Glendon Hall, um, I don't remember. Glendon Hall. Or Glendon Hall, whatever. Who was it we ran into? You had with you? Is a listener that was Oh, yeah. Daryl. And he said that just 35 minutes earlier, there had been a bear at the glacier. Yeah. But we missed it by 35 minutes. I'm minute. actually going to throw Scott Sanders from Disney Cruise Line blog under the table for this one, under the bus for this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he has a video where he walks into Mendenhall within like five minutes, there's a bear. <laughs> and that's primarily why I went to Mendenhall, because I was like, well, it's got to be like, you know, a zoo over there. I'm just going to walk in just like him. And there was no bear. There was no salmon. There was no... There was a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we saw birds. Yeah, we saw. I saw about <laughs> four or five bald eagles. Oh, see, there Yeah, it just wasn't quite to the. I was expecting, you know, bald eagles to the point of like pigeon level. <laughs> Bears, like not another bear, please. Whales, all. Although I did see. You know, probably about. Where just, were you last night? Because saw, last yeah, night, how many people saw whales last night? A lot of whales last night. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. So it's hit or miss, but um, the weather was great. So yeah. we, and um, I will tell you that I feel like you still need to get a lot of those things you say. You know, you need the the layering is absolutely true. In fact, in Skagway, I didn't need it. The, I took the jacket off almost immediately. I was in a t-shirt for most of the day, but it was 
you know, I think we, I think I did well. Again, the rain, I'm not going to complain there wasn't rain. I wasted money on jackets. I would gladly waste money on jackets if it means not having driving rain or anything like that. We were really lucky with that. We got lucky. Absolutely. Um, and then in Skagway, you know, it's funny because Juneau was an interesting port. It was not as beautiful as Skagway, to say the least. It's not, they didn't maintain the historical significance of it. Um, but, you know, Skagway was, you know, look up Alaska in the dictionary, you probably find a picture of Skagway. That's like the quintessential experience there. I'm going to shock you. Yes. You ready? Yeah. TV reference. Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what it reminded me of, was that show. I can see Are that. you shocked? I am shocked. 30 I, minutes. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Well, it's not a Star Wars reference. Yeah, that's why it's you not a Star Wars North movie. So that's there right. you go. Um, it was, Skagway was uh, was a really fun port because mm-hmm. there was so much more stuff to do there because you could drive and get out somewhere else and, and do I think a lot of people went and took the train and I took the Humvee tour, which was uh, really interesting. It wasn't my, they, there was room for improvement. Like, I wish we had done more stops and I wish I had more time at the stops that we had. But it was a great way to... I mean, we went drove, you know, two hours into, into Canada, and we saw a lot from the road. And, you know, that's... For a lot of cases, that's just, oh, that's really beautiful to look at. Oh, look, there's something else beautiful. Oh, look, there's something else beautiful. And you don't need to, you know, mm-hmm. sit there for an hour to enjoy every single thing. So that was nice there. Uh, but we had a great time. And then, you know, going around, walking around Skagway, uh, drinking and eating, that was that was really nice. Right. And what did you do in Skagway? Um, I did the train up, but then we bust back. Okay. So my excursions were not done through Royal. Interesting, yeah. Because um, Royal is going to train you up and train you back. I wanted to do the bus back, so I saw something different. And we had a great time. We got our picture taken coming into the country with Alaska sign. Nice. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, we did that one. Um, and, um, you know, we had a couple of different stops that we did. Charlotte was with me, and actually Alex and um, Howard were with us on our excursion. It was a small group of 15 of us. That's nice. So that's always great when you have a small group. So we could stay. We saw several different um, waterfalls. And then we had that one stop where we got to come over. We had just gotten off the train. He showed us a waterfall. But then we waited for the train to come by so we could see the waterfall mm. with the train going by. And you get to see how little the train looks yeah. in perspective to the waterfall in the mountains. It was amazing. Yeah, it's really, really nice. I had the, I, my, the, the story I have from the Humvee was... Um, it's, Other uh, than the bear? Other than the, the bear, we saw the bear, which is really cool. In fact, uh, you know, we it was just over there. It was just, it, that was the, definitely the highlight of it. Emerald Lake was really nice. Um, driving back in the some of you were here the story, but uh, driving back in the Humvee, we uh, we were go, there's a big mountain that you have to go over in order to return to Skagway. And on the way back, we're in our we're driving driving the Humvee. There was another family driving a Humvee, and then there was a leader in, in their own Humvee. And we're driving, and the guy comes over. The leader comes over the radio and goes, you know, we're going to. Um, uh, since we're going, there's a lot of downhill as we're returning to Skagway, um, and this is an automatic vehicle. But if you can put it into third, that'll be that way you don't have to like ruin the brakes. I go to Marissa like, what does that mean? <laughs> you don't need that in Florida. No, so I, I know. There's a, no, I don't even know what. I know, there's a three on the thing. I know that in the transmission. So I put it into third. I'm like, okay, I think this is working. And then I'm like, well, am I supposed to like not use the brakes and downshift into second? It's not a manual car. So I did that. And I go, I'm like, you know what? Let them burn out the tire, the brake pads on this. Better than a blown out transmission. So, um, but that was fun. It was a good time. Different experience. And I like that. Um, well, what did other people do? Yeah, what did you guys do in Skagway? Was there, what were some interesting excursions you guys did in, in Juneau? Josh? Yeah, we did a uh, Glacier Point Wilderness Safari. It was amazing. 
So we took a boat out to Glacier Point. Then we took a bus into the woods where we were almost eaten alive by giant Alaskan mosquitoes. <laughs> then we uh, actually flew across uh, a lake that was made of glacier runoff. Then you get to walk all the way up practically to the face of Davidson Glacier. Wow. Uh, and that was fantastic. And while we were there, we got to actually experience some calving where it actually, you hear this giant boom. Oh. All these huge chunks of ice fall off from inside the glacier. This giant splash and this amazing blue ice comes out. And it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Josh's photos on Facebook and it's like, it's like those photos you see like, you know, that are just like, I need to go to Alaska kind of photos. Those were the ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the boots really made the photos also. I like those. <laughs> the boots. He had really nice, like, knee-high yeah. fisherman, uh, <laughs> Gordon's fisherman boots. But they were the nice. <laughs> and was there anything fun in, in uh, either port? John? Uh, uh, up in Skagway, we did similar to what Annette did, but we took a bus up into the border of the Yukon and then came back and they dropped us off at the Yukon Suspension Bridge. Oh, yeah. And this is a, uh, I don't know how long it is, but it's, it's it's like class five rapids a couple hundred feet below you, and it's, you know, a suspension bridge. It's, it's not rigged, it's well built, but most people were terrified yep. to go across it. But uh, it was, uh, all the people that did it thought it was just amazing. There was one lady there that just had a permanent grin on her face. <laughs> wow. Uh, it was just that amazing. And, uh, and then we did the, the train back down, which I, I, I think actually was better because we got a little different perspective than going up. So I have a question about the train. For those of you who did the train, the White Pass, that's the name of it, right? Yeah. Would you, would you give a, a is it... How do I say? It? Is it like, would you recommend it? Because I know there were some concerns about the yeah. about the train being like yeah, awesome. slow or boring or no, amazing. It was never boring. It was beautiful all the time. You could go outside, so you can you couldn't go between the cars, but you could go outside on the platform. And one of the benefits of ours was our guide um, put us in the very back car. Okay. So we had nothing behind us but track that we could just take pictures out. And everybody else was blocked. And then I have some good photos of when the train would go around the bend, you could get the photos of the front of the train. Yeah. And we were in the very back. And, it was, and there was a, we had a narrator. She kind of told us what we were seeing and told us a lot about the history and the gold rush and some things that were going on. It was fantastic. Never boring. And I know you, you have a daughter. She, yeah. it held her attention? It did. Good. Um, she's, at first she said, let's, let's go. She just wanted to get going and see something. But once it started, she loved it. Yeah. It was, really, it was really cool. And the bus, too. She liked the bus on the way back, too. Because we got off a couple of times yeah. to take photos yeah. and see some other stuff. Yeah. Jean? Yeah, we did the same thing. We did the early train ride, and it was great. Um, you know, because I teach, and it just brought it all to life. Like, I teach that stuff, but then when you're going through the train and they talk about the history, and it's so it just brings it back to life, like real, and it was beautiful. And the kids loved it on the way back, but I have to say, you know, three hours they were kind of like, we're done. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but they still enjoyed it. Yeah. And, I mean, that's um, the nature of the big kids, yeah. but it just, it, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think it all depends too on your tour guide, because I gotta say, best tour guide I've ever had on any excursion was our bus ride down. I, seriously, he was great. He was telling us all sorts of stories. They're probably all false. <laughs> but they were great. Yeah, wait. You know? show, of, show of hands. How many people heard a story about an eagle dropping a fish and some calamity occurring? 
There's about a half a dozen people in here who so say, yeah. Okay, and, wait a minute. How many heard the Trump story? No. Did not hear that one. No. <laughs> yeah. But it was just some, there were a lot well, of... That's just our guy. Yeah. See? Probably not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of tourist stuff. I mean, it's a touristy area, but it's still fun, and it was, like well, I said... the town itself. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Brian, our tour guide, actually said, now you can get off and you can join the Disney-like town of Skagway, but yeah. it's actually for real. Yeah. It's not Disney. And that was kind of cool, being there late in the afternoon and being there with the locals. Yeah. That was yeah. really cool. Skagway, it's interesting because if you're going to Alaska yourself, Juneau is just like, I don't know, any town that would just build itself up over time where, you know, some buildings get demolished, some new ones get added, and it's just... You know, out of necessity. There's not, like, a, an attention to detail in terms of preserving its history. It just serves a function as the state capital. And it kind of looks like almost any other state capital city you've probably been to. That's not, like, you know, I don't know, some major one. Um, but anyway. But Juno, or sorry, Skagway, on the other hand, is just that, that beautiful nature to it. Um, and it just lends itself more to walking around. It's very easy to navigate. Um, it's almost a grid pattern, basically. And it's not very large. But, and, of course, they have a lot of touristy stuff in there, but there's a lot of history there as well. And it's kind of interesting to see how they've built that up. There's great food. I know that I, I partook in some of the local uh, crafts and whatnot that they have over crafts? there. Crafts? <laughs> uh, products. Um, but they have, you know, the, the salmon was amazing. Uh, you know, King the local crab. beers. King crab was amazing. Yeah. Every, I, don't eat, I don't eat crab, but everybody who... Went and tried it, whether it was at Tracy's in Juneau or wherever, any other places, said to a, to a man that, that it was worth every penny of the. So I know Tracy's was like, what, $80 for. Oh, for, then we got a steal and scattered <laughs> out of the, out of the uh, yeah. truck. The king truck. Like a food truck. $39. Yeah. Just for anybody that paid $80 bucks for it. Oh, and a corn dog. <laughs> As one does last. So let's so talk. How many people went to the tourist traps? So the red dog or the oh, red onion? No, no, the dog Nobody? fart thing. As soon as I heard that. The duck fart. Duck fart. Dog fart. Sorry, that's my parents' house. <laughs> yeah. I know that you yeah. had the duck Shut. fart. Yeah, I did. Was it was it just like a, I mean when you walked in there it was like wall to wall people? Oh yeah, it was packed. Yeah, but it was cool because they had live entertainment. It was yeah. sort of kitschy, and of course there's mounted animals all over the walls and sawdust on the floor. Yeah, and, yeah I mean, is there a Caribbean city, a Caribbean port you guys can think of that, that kind of that kind of compares? No. Not that I can think of really, other than going to like a Margaritaville and the fact that it's just kitschy and like you know over the top, you know. <laughs> I've never story, seen that but. much sawdust in any place I've ever been to. <laughs> when we went there, we walked up to the door and they're like, how many people in your party? And I said, we just want to take a picture. So there's a door to go and eat. And then there's the picture door. And I thought the guy was kidding, but no, there was a photo door. <laughs> so on to the left, we went to the photo door because we weren't staying. But yeah. yes, there's sawdust and... It's funny. But that was a Juno. Yeah. That was the red dog, not to be confused with the, the red, red onion, onion right. which was totally different. Totally. <laughs> um, who, now, else, who else put bed pants up on the yeah. back wall of your <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's original. Um, Tracy Arm was interesting. This one, I was, again, there was a lot that I want to talk about Tracy Arm because that one really stood out to me for a number of reasons. Um, we first of all, there was that notice in the cruise compass that there was like almost a warning that potentially wouldn't be able to get there because part of the issue is that there's ice in the inlet and it look if there's too much ice they can't go there. 
and it was kind of vague because it wasn't quite clear if we were going to be there at 5 a.m. or 7 a.m. and if we were going to go to option A or option yeah. B. They had a backup option. Right. We didn't go to the backup option, which was, I guess, good because I like what we saw. Um, but it was just kind of hard to plan from that standpoint. Um, but I'll tell you, I want to start off with the, the good, which is that Tracy Arm is amazing. Uh, it's the, the glacier there. What's the name of the glacier? Yeah. That one was amazing. Like, just, it, Mendenhall is, is wonderful. And I can spend hours and I would love to go back, but Dawes Glacier is just, like, amazing. It's like, it is Alaska in a nutshell. And it was everything and more. Mm-hmm. I loved watching it. I was just, I, basically, when you get, when you come in, once you get into position, the ship just does 360s. Mm-hmm. And that gives everybody an opportunity to see it. For me, that was just, I was like a kid. I was like, let me go run over to the next spot where it's going to be <laughs> so I can catch it. Because why would I want to wait around? Who's got time for that? Um, and we did about two and a half rotations of it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk about a couple things. And I have a, yeah. a, a, I wanted to get everyone else's thoughts on this because I have a balcony for, for, my, for my cruise. And I got to tell you that this may be hashtag unpopular opinion, but I don't think you need a, a balcony for Alaska. I think you can absolutely be fine without it. I had notion view. I totally agree. Um, my advice, deck four aft. Yeah. Spend well, all your time. So I started off on my balcony because I have it. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. It's nice going out to your balcony. But I would point, I said to I said to my wife, I said, look, I'm going to go out and just see how bad it is on the, on the deck. In the name of research, I'm going to go see how bad it is. I went up to deck 11 and 12, the pool decks. I went to the helipad and I went to the flow rider. So four spots to easily see... You know, where you are, depending on where the perspective was. There was never more than a one-person deep line. So it wasn't like you were, like, five people behind you. One person, usually people would eventually come and go. And I had no problem seeing it over there. In fact, some of the places were really good for seeing it, especially the helipad. Amazing views over there. I just, outside of the glacier, which that was amounted to, if you counted the whole sail in and sail out, let's count that with five hours, right? Seven to noon, give or take. Oh, it was less than that. Yeah, it was yeah. less than that. But I'm just going to give you that as easy math. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I mean, yeah, it's nice to be able to see the, the scenery go by and everything like that. But it's uh, even on Explorer of the Seas, there was plenty of public spaces to see it that we were walking around. I remember we'd be at a bar, surprise, surprise, or a, uh, you know, the Windjammer or, or anywhere else. And you yeah. just walk by, but, oh, you know, there's whales, there's this, there's that. You could easily see it. I just didn't feel like... It's as a necessity, like people were saying before the cruise, you have to get a balcony, and you don't get a balcony. You're not going to see it. Right. Yeah. You yeah. heard, you're yeah. not going to see and it. And I get that. I understand why people might yeah. say that, the fact that you can, you know, just sit on your balcony and look out there, or you can wake up in the morning and just have it there. I will point out, the only room that I would actually say is worthwhile to get it for the view is on deck uh, 12, right? Oh. The panoramic oh, ocean views. Yeah. Because oh, those stay warm, warm and warm. Right, because those are floor to ceiling windows. But the difference is you can sit in bed and watch it. <laughs> That's what I did. Yeah. Six beautiful. Yeah. Now I can't say from the back, we opened the door, we did the same thing. Yeah. We kinda, just, and then as we were moving, we were like, okay, yeah. shower time and we'll be back around. Yeah. yeah. That would point out it did not really rain on ours. So perhaps it's a whole different scenario when it rains and then you're on your balcony versus going out on the deck is a little different. I can right. understand that. But I think the fear of if you have an inside or, or an ocean view room that you're going to miss out, yeah. that it's, that I, I just don't, I think it's personally I, rooted in this idea of when ships were older and didn't have as many balcony rooms, right. thus it forced more people to get up on the public decks and it was more crowded. That's but here's concern. a positive to an inside stateroom, and it was said by uh, Mark and Diane, and I totally thought it through. You're on a balcony? 
4 a.m., it's really light in your room around your curtains. If you're in an inside state room, you're not messed up by this itinerary. <laughs> the big drawback to that, though, was being in an inside state room, we had no idea where we were, when we were. We didn't know to get out of the room to see anything. That's our point. Yeah. But I have to say, we have that panoramic view, and we were ready to be like cruising in to see it at 6.15. Uh, he's like, we're here. And my mother-in-law has an inside um, virtual reality. What's virtual, virtual reality? Background. Yes. That is awesome, too. Yeah. So, like you said, you don't have to have the right. right. I don't think you should feel compelled. Like, yeah. if, if it's to the point where you're saying, I can't afford an Alaska cruise because I can't get a balcony, and thus I have yeah. heard everybody yeah. tell you you shouldn't go, don't do that. Book the inside room. Save the money. Go to Alaska. It's well worth it. You just have to go out there. But it's kind of known. Because outside, look, the you know when we're selling, like, we're recording this when we're outside of British Columbia. It's beautiful to be able to see the mountains and, you know, see the scenery go by. But I feel like, I don't know, unless you just really enjoy sitting outside in your balcony, you know, and reading a book and, or something like all day, yeah. I just don't think it's it's as critical as I was led to believe. I think many others were led to believe uh, with it. Does anyone disagree with me? I'm, I'm happy to feel the, the alternative. I, I disagree a little bit because I think, again, like you said, I think it depends on the size of the ship. Because sure. we did this before on Rhapsody. Okay. So much smaller. So and we had an uh, ocean view room then, and the decks were packed. Yeah. On the, on the, mm-hmm. So this actually had a rear facing balcony, yeah. which was wonderful. It's just so funny that you're telling me that a small ship is packed and the larger ship is. <laughs> that's like the opposite of usually what you hear. Oh, what right. Think. Right. Yeah. The, the decks were because people right. Not the balconies, and so they were, the decks were much more crowded to see the glaciers. Interesting. Right. With the rear facing balcony, we were able to. See you know, stay out there, but, and that may be also due to the fact that obviously Explorer of the Seas has has a lot of balcony rooms, right. whereas uh, Rhapsody, an older Vision class yeah, ship, right. doesn't quite have that same amount. Again, that may play into the into that math there when you look at you know which ship you're going on. There's that, and obviously when, with Ovation of the Seas coming to Alaska, a ship that is just nothing but balconies right. essentially. Right. I mean, going to change it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know that it's really uh, that kind of thing. But the, can you imagine just because you just said Ovation? Can you imagine the line to sign up to go up on the oh, North Star yeah. just to see that? I can't imagine. Yeah. That's going to be crazy, but okay. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and I digress. Now, the other thing you, you hit upon about still staying in Tracy on for a second was the amount of time we had in there. Yeah. I, and again, this is just first timer, and I assume, you know what happens when you assume. But it's list 7 to 12 as the time that we're supposed to be in Tracy R. The reality is it's not that. I mean, that may be the time like when we start sailing in and when you sail out and everything like that. We had about two and a half, three rotations, right. 360 rotations of the ship, give or take, let's say, which amounted to what? An hour? An hour and a half, maybe. Maybe. Two. I'll, I'll yeah. go up on that. But it wasn't quite, you don't have a lot of time there. And I'm so glad I didn't just stay in my balcony waiting for the rotation to come back around because I would have only seen it for like in my unit amount of time. a.m.? Yeah, or sleep. I did sleep. I did wake up when the captain made the announcement, and then I was like, you know, I missed the sailing, but I was glad that I was. Yeah. Then I got up and I was like, okay, let me go yeah. see all this. Because it definitely wasn't really clear yeah. in the compass that you know what, you better get up at seven or you're going to miss. Well, it. well, here's my question. Remind me again, who's done Alaska before? Before this one, is this typical? Is this what we had the road to, the amount of time? No, the first, our first trip on Rapsi, they went around once and they were out. Oh, really? Yeah. So this so is one time around. Maybe that was an ice situation. I don't know. Yeah, that was our first. First time we went, we couldn't even get in. It was fog. 
It was um, fun. So this was amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we had phenomenal weather. We get, in, we get in there. And it, it was raining, I guess, people I was sleeping. Oh, it was raining. But then as soon as we got into position and the rotations began, literally the sun came out and it was just Everything like perfect. Everything was glorious. Yes. It was, it was glorious. Unbelievable. I, I just... And then when we left, it started raining again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was just in time for the photo of me. <laughs> was, the photo of me went like this. We're standing around. And I get credit to all the people who sit out there. Uh, Matt, you lost your hat during the photo of me. Oh, did you? But, um, <laughs> but we're all standing out there. I seal somewhere with my hat. Yeah. We all wanted to take great photos, but we're out. We're basically, by the time it happened, we were already out of the of Tracy Arms. There was no scene Nothing to really see that much. It was raining. It was cold. And then we decided to discuss the rest of the foot. Photography strategy at the bar. And then, <laughs> then it was a great meet, I gotta say. Yes. But uh, that was, I mean, it's worth every minute of it, but my recommendation, I would think, and it sounds like um, what you guys are saying about no matter when, which if you go on, don't just wait for the rotation to come around to you. Get out there and yeah, see it and, and watch every minute of it. I remember when I, the, the there's a waterfall, yeah. and well, the way the rotation started for us, we couldn't see the waterfall, but as it started to turn, you would hear the waterfall eventually because it, you, the acoustics would finally hit you, and it was just like a whole new level of, of, of amazingness. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, it was unbelievable. And that was just like, I mean, you can't, I can't, I don't think anything we're saying here can properly prepare you or give you that understanding of what this is about Alaska and why you want to go to it. It's not like another port. It's not like saying like, oh, we're going to go to a new port in Mexico that we've never been to before. Sure, it's great and wonderful and it's really, really nice. Perhaps there's some history and culture to it. But this is just the, the, the mag, I keep saying the magnitude, the majesty of it, the, the level of it. It's just, to me, I was just blown away by it and it's, just, it's, it's inspiring, really. I will say the big thing for me, because I've done a lot of cruising in the Caribbean, it's his fault his, I'm in Alaska. <laughs> um, but I've thanked him already. Because when you leave a Caribbean port, you're out in the ocean and there's nothing to see. Here, there's always a mountain, a snow, snow on the top of the mountain, a waterfall. There's a whale. There's something to see as you're transitioning from port to port. It's totally different. Yeah. You just can't even describe. It's totally different. So there's a lot there. We'll talk about also, let's talk real quickly about Victoria because that's the other port that we're actually recording this, uh, the day of Victoria uh, in Canada. I'll tell you, I had... I don't know. I guess low expectations for Victoria. I wasn't really expecting much. I mean, Alaska was like, you know, it's Alaska and then Victoria. And like, you know, it's like... <laughs> it's, our, it's our Canadian port so that yeah. we can go back to the United States and That's say right. we went out of the country. The, the, <laughs> the Ensenada of Alaska. Right? <laughs> and it's, it's like, you know... I mean, we had an excursion booked and I was like, okay, whatever. And it was, it was a lot of fun. In fact, I think I would like to spend more time in Victoria. I was not prepared. My advice to anyone listening to this is spend more time downtown. I know everyone puts a lot of emphasis on the on Bouchard Gardens and the <laughs> Craig Duroc Castle and so many and, people are going to say how bad you put it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and those things were nice and everything was great. But I, if I could do it over again, I probably would have done one, maybe the gardens. The gardens were just super crowded. Holy moly! I don't know if you guys had the same experience, but wow, it was like cla- I don't get claustrophobic, but it was claustrophobic in there. It was a lot of like shuffling more than like walking and enjoying. Which granted, it's a cruise. We had actually we ended up with two other cruise ships with us in port uh, today, but it was just crowded to the point where I just didn't really enjoy it. I'll be honest with you, because of that love, it just you couldn't really stand and do it because people wanted to take photos at the same spot and. I don't know. It's just, it was very nice. I would have liked to have seen it, you know, maybe spend another hour there so we can see it all, but it just was super crowded. 
Um, but again, the downtown was really nice. It was yeah. very, a lot of, it was beautiful. Very a lot walkable. of history. Very, very walkable. walkable. Yeah. Um, I, I just wish we had more time over there. Uh, there was some, some nice food. Um, I, I think it's underrated in terms of what you could do there. And I think that if okay. I were to do it again, my recommendation is just walk out. You know, you can you can take a taxi to downtown. There's You can walk to the Fisherman's Wharf. You can walk down. It was like a 20-minute walk from downtown. Mm-hmm. It's, it was $15 to go to the far side of downtown. Yeah. Or $10 to go to the Empress, which was right there downtown. So it was really simple to go. Yeah. The shuttle was more expensive than the taxi. Yeah, our, our driver told us that. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. Lots of great people, though. Everybody was so friendly because we just walked the whole time. And, yes, I'll just say, we did a pub crawl. <laughs> so probably more expensive than anybody's short excursion today. <laughs> but, um, but the locals that we met at different, I mean, they were just so grateful that the port, that the ship was in. And wanted to hear our story from where we were, and yeah. uh, you know, the, the, I would just say happy birthday to the gentleman that was at the pub with us, seventy six tomorrow, and he just he said he loves to come there and just talk to the cruise passengers, and it was so sweet to hear his story. I thought you can't see this on the podcast, but that was kind of gesturing towards Mark. I'm like, it's not seventy six. <laughs> Great day yeah. just to walk around and it was, everybody it was, a fun was friendly. Yeah, I, I think you should. Uh, I would almost treat it like maybe like an old San Juan or uh, some other port where you just kind of walk around and explore. I think you can totally do that. Certainly, the Bouchard Gardens are beautiful. Um, the castle was nice, but I just don't know that you should rely. I was relying heavily on those as the only things to do, and I assumed there was nothing else to do in the town, and that other than like drinking. Don? Um, what, what, I don't think the alternative is um, Beacon Hill. It's walkable. Yeah. We actually walked the, uh, back to the ship from there. Yep. Beautiful gardens, lakes, just beautiful birds everywhere. And they have a petting zoo, suggested donation. A lot of animals, little big goats, peacocks everywhere. Oh, yeah. And there weren't crowds of people to fight. They saw wild, wildlife. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Wait a minute, but you did the orca yes. whale watch, which was different than the humpback. Yeah, we did an orca thing. Uh, it was a long trip out, a rather rough ride. Uh, someone might have dubbed it the vomit comet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we did make it, uh, we did see a, a small pod of orcas, and uh, that was pretty cool. We got some good pictures and everything, and mm-hmm. then we came back. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit underwhelming. We were, again, uh, similar to Matt, expecting to see more wildlife, but you can't predict that. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's kind of wrap this up with some recommendations. If someone is listening to this, and they're, they're, you're coming home and you're telling your family and friends about your cruise to Alaska, what would be your recommendations? What would be your suggestions to them um, in terms of whether you're talking about packing, you're talking about excursions, you're talking about deck strategies you're talking about which bars are open past 2 a.m. and uh, <laughs> I'm just generally gesturing <laughs> but nobody knows who you're gesturing yeah, no, hypothetically Earl if you were to <laughs> I don't think I need my area of expertise um, what would be some argument I mean in terms of packing did anybody feel there was like something you should or should not have bought for this cruise that you've read a lot about um I mean, I borrowed a pair of binoculars. I don't know how useful those were. They were nice to have, but it just seemed like 
I always felt like I was like, you know, like... Looking at nothing? Yeah, that too. <laughs> they were very hard to... Maybe it's just the pair we had that... Okay, I paid nothing for them, so I can't really complain, but it was very... I just felt like I was like really zoomed in and I couldn't really find my bearings all that easily and it was just more difficult to use than just to enjoy the view. Um, John? Based on the binocular thing, yeah, we use stars a lot. You know, we, we invested in a good pair good. and I was very pleasantly surprised how how much we used them, how well they actually enhanced our. Yeah. So, di- different experience. Right, absolutely. I think the thing that we joked about that we did wrong in this trip is selected the late dining because oh. we're from the east coast and now we're Alaskan time we're eating at midnight yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that's interesting I'm, I'm, I'm on the late dining too I mean obviously I, we're, I like to think that we're fairly well acclimated at this point the first day or two was a real challenge to you know to stay up late and, and make that work um, the thing I still struggle though with and I don't think you're wrong John about that point the, the counterpoint of course is that the 5 o'clock 5.30 dinner is so early that in a lot of the ports you're just missing dinner completely because you're just not going to be there, A. And B, regardless, you're always going to be having to get ready so early, and that's just kind of the issue that we always had. Um, so, again, you could do my time, and that'd be the happy medium, right? You book it at 7 or 6.30, and you're kind of cutting the difference. Maybe that's that's a really good point. Um, I would say, you know, for, for the layering, everyone says layers, layers, layers. Get the rain jacket. I would quite think, uh, if you're buying a new rain jacket, then most of us got, like, those, like, three-in-one kind of jackets... I'm gonna do it. Those do the the job. You don't really need the middle layer as much. It wasn't that cold, but I wore on one of these. I literally just wore the top layer because it had like that rady. I don't know what do you call, it, but it like had like that stuff. It almost looked like if you see like after like a road race, you know, to keep you warm. It was like, but it had those multiple layers. It did a pretty good job of keeping me warm. It a fleece layer was nice. It's more comfortable to wear, um, but I, I think the top layer is the most important. That way you're covered against any rain potential. Obviously, I was just wearing a t-shirt underneath the whole time, and then the middle layer, it was very rare that I ever wore all three layers at the same time. Again, you can't predict the weather, um, but definitely top layer is the most important. The fleece, I would stay one jacket. I bought more, too much fleece. Um, and For those that are run cold, yeah, the fleece with the rain jacket with the gloves. With gloves. That was perfect for me. But the only day I needed that was when we were at the glacier. Yeah. It was just yeah. a little chilly yeah. on that day. That was the coldest day we had, I think, for me. Yeah. And maybe it was the rain, maybe it was the wind, I'm not sure. But that was the only day I really said, oh, my God, I'm cold. Yeah. It, 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 was, a, it was a fabulous cruise. Yeah. I would tell you, um, the excursions are, are good to book. Uh, I booked a lot of through Royal, but I know that you booked a lot on your own. I know Charlotte booked some on your own. A lot of people did, too. The only thing that's a problem at all. Um, Right. Oh, one other tip: well, yeah, if you have an outside room, we bought the small magnetic clips yep. for the curtains. Yes, because the walls. Oh, yeah. are we on, those. Yeah, we clipped it so you clip it because we didn't see nighttime from what Thursday night to yeah. Monday. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was light when we went to bed. Light when we woke up. We didn't see night for four or five days. Yeah, Jean. Um, Twinkster takes the best photos. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah, <laughs> but even that. His photos does not do Alaska justice. No. You've no. got to go on Alaskan yeah. cruise. Everyone needs to do it. Yeah, it's, at some point in your life. It's expensive. There's no doubt that. I mean, you're going to pay for airfare unless you yeah, live on the West but Coast. It's, but it's but it's expensive. Yes, the rooms cost more. The airfare costs more. Mm-hmm. The excursions uh, cost more. The excursions cost way more. <laughs> um, I will tell you. The last thing about that was just the the do or do not about the help the going to the helicopter paying. You know, it's the helicopter wants to bring you on the glacier or the air seaplanes bring you on the glacier. You're talking about 
uh, probably four to five hundred dollars per person to get up there. That's a lot of money, and I'm sure it's wonderful and amazing and beautiful. I didn't go to that level because I didn't think it was. I just couldn't justify spending a thousand, two thousand dollars, yeah, on one excursion. Um, you, I think what Josh did. I know you paid less than that. The the one you're talking about the the safari kind of thing. You did the canoeing as long as you know. There's a little bit of you're doing more of the work instead of the helicopter. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but I actually thought, thought that was a great value. I think we paid two thirty or so for that. Maybe. Yeah, and I know Cooking Yo did something similar, and they you know they, there's ways around it. You can get pretty darn close to the glaciers and still get that experience without getting up there. So I don't think that's really a mistake if you can afford it. More power to you. I hope you become a Roken Blog Insider. And, um, <laughs> and I would say price shop a little bit yeah. too on your excursions because I know that Alex and um, Howard, they did the helicopter um, and landed on the glacier, held the pups, did the, they did the dog sled on the ice. Um, and she said that she couldn't get it through Royal because it was already sold out. But for $100 less, she got to do it with yeah. another tour company. So sometimes it pays to kind of shop a little bit. When you're in port until 8, 9 o'clock at night, you do an early shore excursion, you got no fear of getting on the ship. Some people, com- you know, are concerned about that. But. Absolutely, and and when it comes to the shore excursions and just enjoying the cruise together, I got to tell you, the fact that we do this as a group cruise for me oh, yeah. was such a better experience because we got to share in everybody's experiences and talk about it and learn from each other. And I I just don't know that we would have had a great time if we had done this on our own, but being able to have. We did some excursions with friends. We saw people otherwise in town, and we won the quest. Yeah, we won the quest. <laughs> like having that level of interaction and support for me made it so much better, and I really enjoyed that that level of it. So I, I really thank you guys for coming on here and being able to you know share in this with me because I know that my cruise experience was better because all of you guys were here, and this is the nature of a lot of our group cruises, but Alaska especially. You know, bring your friends, bring your family, you know, because it makes it so much more interesting and it takes you to a different, totally different level. So, and because you're doing thank yous, yes. let me just explain. We want to thank you too from MEI Travel because when you book into his group, as you can see, you've been here, we give back a little bit. You had the Chop Insiders lunch, you had free childcare if you had. <laughs> You know, the ice skating, ice skating. that was done that because was you booked into that group. The more we can get people to book into those groups, yeah. the more special things we can do for the group. Because Matt and I both believe you support him, you're booking through us, we want to give it back to you. Absolutely. So that's what we did. So anybody that was concerned about ice skating and how much it was costing, are they a welcome party? Several people didn't want to drink? No, that was part of, you booked with us. It was yeah. included. So, you know, just when you're trying to decide... Group story excursion with Matt and us, or outside of Matt, and coming come in and do the events you can do. Just know those extra events are paid for by the people that book in. Absolutely, and a big thank you to MAI Travel for everything you guys did to help support it and make it all work. Yeah. And it was a fabulous cruise. So, guys, thank you so much for being a part of it. And I can't wait until Symphony, Symphony. of the Seas coming. Up. I know what it is. It's <laughs>